The Bear of Heels, Chapter 10. It's not the job, it's the commute. Hey, beautiful. Cedric said. You know it's weird that you talk to your car like that. Erica looked back at her brother holding his coffee mug, then down at his slippers. It's no weirder than you standing there in your uniform and your fuzzy slippers. Cedric held his head high. I'd just like to be comfortable, thank you very much. He had accompanied Erica down to their apartment's garage on the pretense of getting the paper. They were now standing in front of her purple car. Erica smiled as she remembered all the time she worked on this car during her days at the academy. She wouldn't bet there was one inch of that car she hadn't improved or tweaked. Her mind drifted over the time she had at the academy. She loved it there. Unlike now, it was a place of wonder and hope. Now her future felt so uncertain. She shook away the memories and smirked up at her brother. Well, you enjoy your comfortable feet. I'll see you tonight after work. She said with a bravado she didn't feel. Are you going to be okay? Cedric asked. Erica looked away. I... I don't know. You nervous? Of course I'm nervous. It's my first day on the job at the Capes Corps. I still can't believe I got to work at one of their most premier superhero teams in the world. I mean, that's pretty awesome, right? He held her gaze for a moment before answering. It's a good job, kiddo. Even it isn't wearing the cape. She shook her head and said quietly, This isn't what I wanted. I know. But that doesn't necessarily make this opportunity a bad thing. Just give it your best shot, okay? No one can fault you for that. She collapsed into him, hugging him tightly. Hank said. He squeezed her back with one arm. Anytime. Tell you what, when you get home tonight, I'll take you out to dinner. My treat. Deal? Erica's eyes lit up. Deal. Alright, get going. You don't want to be late on your first day. As she drove out of the parking lot, he held up his coffee to say goodbye. She honked her horn. Pulling out onto the street, she saw a billboard facing their apartment. It read, Thank you for visiting the City of Majestic, home of wonders. She drove towards Majestic's downtown. Tall buildings in the morning light cast long shadows over the city as the activity surged forward with a new day. Her gaze passed over the sights. Was Cedric right? He'd never steer her wrong before. When she graduated high school a year before he did, he cheered the loudest. Of course, she was 11 at the time, but he never seemed jealous. When she was 14 and said she wanted to do her postgraduate work at Kirby Lee Psychic Academy, he was supportive even when her parents were reluctant. He had always had her best interests in mind. After she failed her exit interview, he didn't hesitate to take her into his home and help her get her back onto her feet. He encouraged her to try out for the support tech position at the Cape Score saying at least it was a foot in the door in the company she wanted to work for in the first place. He was the happiest for her when she had gotten her new job. I mean, he was right. Even if the position isn't what she initially wanted, it could be a great career, as long as nothing unexpected happened. Something huge smashed onto the pavement directly in front of her. She slammed her brakes and skidded to a halt. Erica stared at the place on the road before her, panting. 
a clawed hand slapped down on the hood of her car. The vehicle lurched forward as the immense figure used the hood to push itself to its feet. It was eight feet tall, covered in thick, coarse fur, and had a rat-like maw jutting out of its humanoid face. Its predatory eyes locked onto Erica's, and she ran through her mental encyclopedia of supers before coming up with a name. Razorbite. He eviscerated his foes with his six-inch claws. The man-creature reared back and roared. Erica's hand darted for her backpack, where she stashed her can of pepper spray. The unlicensed weapon she boasted to her family about earlier were still stored in the trunk. She could try to get them out, but, well, she was glad that she had went to the bathroom before leaving the apartment, although at the moment she wasn't sure she'd been able to hold onto the breakfast Cedric had made for her. Flexing its knife-like claws, Razorbite loomed over her. Its guttural voice growled. Don't try anything, stupid little girl. Something shrieked at the monster. Razorbite sidestepped the spear that punctured the ground in front of Erica's car. A muscular man appeared in the air with a pop next to the spear that was now in his hand. The monster turned as the newcomer hit it with the uppercut beneath its maul. Razorbite staggered away. The man wore blue and white gymnast leotard. Gloves and masks that only covered the region of his eyes. An intricate tribal tattoo sleeved was adorned on his right arm. He surveyed her with dark eyes beneath his mask. Are you okay? Erica nodded numbly. Uh-huh. He smiled. It was such a gorgeous smile. Good. Erica hadn't just found herself in a superhero battle. She was witnessing one with Spearhawk himself, one of the Capes Corps' most popular heroes. And her personal crush. She stared at the contours of his skin-tight uniform. Some things were way better in reality than viewed on TV. A mass of fur and fury crashed into him, hurling them backwards. Erica's eyes bulged as Razorbite clawed and snapped at the hero. Spearhawk deftly recovered and parried the vicious attacks away with his weapon. Erica's heart pounded with every move and counter move. Razorbite snarled as he swatted the weapon out of Spearhawk's hand. The spear clattered to the ground several feet away. Erica gasped as the beast slashed at Spearhawk's stomach with open claws. Pop! A swipe through empty air. Spearhawk reappeared next to his fallen spear, and Erica mentally slapped her forehead. Of course! Spearhawk could teleport anywhere his spear was. It was his trademark move. Go get him, Spearhawk! She cheered. Erica flushed. Oh, is she 12? This is a life and death battle. Someone like Spearhawk didn't need a cheering section. To her delighted surprise, he grinned back at her and winked. He sprung forward, whipping his spear out and jabbing at Razorbite's chest. The opponent batted this point away, and his massive fist hammered across Spearhawk's face. Razorbite followed up with his back fist beneath the chin that catapulted Spearhawk into the air. He crashed back first onto the ground in front of Erica's car. Oh, no, 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 no! She screamed, Get up! The monster leapt straight into the air and arced down towards the hero's claws first. Get up, get up, get up, get up! She screamed. Spearhawk stirred. Erica did the only thing she could think of. She laid on her horn. Razorbite roared as he clamped his hands down on his ears. 
Spearhawk's eyes popped open. His legs snapped up. One foot kicked Razorbite's muzzle, while the other caught the monster in the stomach. Using his shoulders as a fulcrum, Spearhawk tumbled backwards, catapulting Razorbite forward on the end of his foot. At the end of his flip, Spearhawk hurled the opponent several dozen yards away. Razorbite crashed upside down, back first into the brick wall, leaving a cracked indent in his wake. Razorbite collapsed to the ground, groaning. Spearhawk finished rolling to his feet, staggered a few steps before he placed a steadying hand on the hood of Erica's car. Spearhawk shook his head to clear it before he held out his hand. The air pulsed and the spear appeared in his grip. Razorbite stood awkwardly. His animalistic expression sobered and he spoke in a surprisingly baritone voice. No, you don't understand. If you take me in... Spearhawk threw his spear at him, Razorbite's eyes widening as the weapon bore down on him at blinding speed. Spearhawk disappeared and reappeared beside his weapon. He snatched the spear out of the air inches before skewering in the villain's face. He stepped around and whipped the shaft of his spear like a baseball bat and struck Razorbite's temple with a swing for the fences. Erica winced. She could practically feel the impact through her windshield. Razorbite pirouette through the air for several rotations before he crashed to the ground, unconscious. Moments later, his body shrunk and transformed from its bestial form to a skinny, naked man. Erica blinked as she watched the change transfixed. Something tapped on her window. She jumped with a scream. Bearhawk grinned at her. You can lay off your horn now. Erica flushed. Oh, sorry. Spearhawk's smile broadened. Don't be. That was quick thinking on your part. Thanks for your help. Anytime, she swooned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater Appeals. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.